0: this house and everywhere upon the face of the earth where men are gathered to worship you this day and Lord I ask that you remember every woman who is married and fulfill your covenant promise with them making them mother of nations our thoughts are with them Lord and our thoughts are with you. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we had prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Welcome someone beside you. And greet every woman happy Mother's Day. To give them happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please let's take our seats in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You may see that place. Let me see your microphone. Amen. Not, no, I just... Um... Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, today is a, a grand, grandiose day because I want to believe that everyone here was conceived by a woman. Is there anyone here who was not conceived by a woman? It looks strange, isn't it? It looks funny. No matter what the world believes, or the madness that is going on across the globe, no one can relegate a woman's position. There is no man that can become a woman. Hallelujah, somebody. When God created women... He distincts them by giving them womb. Amen. If anybody calls himself a woman and he does not have womb, I wonder where he emanates from. Because you do not become a woman because you feel so. Amen. You don't become a woman because you believe so. Hallelujah. The word woman is synonymous to womb. Amen. <laughs> And also, this very hour from the day that we have been born, all to this day and forever, it takes the womb of a woman to produce a human being. And we want to thank God so much for the gift of women. I was born by a woman, I suppose, My mother is a woman, and that is sure. And I married a woman. Hallelujah, somebody. And I'm sure that the one I married is a woman. Amen, somebody. And God gave me also a woman as a daughter. Amen. So, blessed are you. If you are born by a woman, shall we just welcome our mother in the house, Reverend Omar. Put your hands together for her.
1: Happy Mother's Day. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the people that put Mother's Day together. I never knew about Mothering Sunday until I came to this country. So, from the time I knew about it, I appreciated my mom dearly i appreciated my mom before she passed on to glory but that time when i came at that time and they said they celebrate mothers i said yes i do celebrate my mother but this has also given me opportunity so if you are here today and you have not greeted your mom for happy mothering sunday or happy mother's day after leaving this place make sure that you do that it is very good to do that mother goes through a lot of pains you know as you all know Let me just give you this nursery uh, rhyme about mother. uh, mother. Hallelujah, who sat and watched my infant head when sleeping on my cradle bed, and tears of joy, affection shared. When pain and sickness made me cry, who gazed upon my heavy eyes and wept for tears that I should die. My who thought my infant lives to pray and love God's holy book by day and walk in wisdom pleasant way? My and you can add every, any other thing that you want to add to it. You know, your mom gaze, you know, he never sleeps. You know, he watches over you. When there's any small problem, mothers are always there. So we want to thank God for mothers. Let's put our hands together for mothers. I only have uh, 10 minutes to encourage us this morning. We, there are many mothers that we can talk about in the Bible. Mothers that gave their time. You know, we are still looking at call to serve. Mothers that serve the Lord, they did not serve the Lord by themselves, but they serve the Lord with their children. They serve the Lord with their husbands. They serve the Lord with their friends. They make sure that in anything that they do, that motherhood part of them will always show. May it show in our lives in the name of Jesus. Show me a mother, and I will tell you a mother that raised godly children. Show me a mother. I will tell you a mother that has a godly husband. Show me a mother. I will tell you, a mother that is caring. There are many, many more things I can say about a mother. Today, after living in the presence of God, our lives will not remain the same. Let me quickly chip this to, to Paul. In that book of Romans uh, 16, hallelujah. There is something about Paul. Anytime that he wants to speak to the church, he always appreciates them. And this morning, and we want all men to stand. Hallelujah! Please stand, all men, to please stand. Amen. Maybe you've not said Happy Mothering Sunday to your wife this morning, oh! But we want to commend all the women in the house. Amen. So I want to, I want to see how the 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 best clap you can give to the mothers this morning. Hallelujah! Let's clap for all our mothers with a shout. Anything you can jump. please. You know, nobody should complain and say, my husband needs it, but we have done it all for you now. (laughs) So, (laughs) let's thank God for all our husbands. Amen. That takes me quickly to the book of Romans, chapter 16. It's a scripture that we have read, that we have known, and have preached about and preached about, but this is a reminder, so that our mothers will have something to go home with this morning, in Jesus' name. Paul started commending... Great women of God that are called to serve and they did not take it for granted. Bearing in mind that our topic this morning is, we are continuing with this great topic, called to serve. As mothers, we are not called, I'm talking to mothers in the church, especially those of us that have children. We are not called to just sit down there and be gaining attention of our children, only giving them crisps, giving them biscuits. Given at the end of the day you decorate the church. You understand what I'm saying? We are called to serve. Amen. We are called to quickly win our children and quickly come back to be singing. We are called to serve. We are called to quickly win our children and quickly come back to ushering. We are called to serve. You are called to quickly win your children and don't just sit down there to do something in the church. We are called to cater for the church. Catering wise, in anything that you are doing, you are called to quickly and go back to work. Don't use your child to sit down at home. It's not allowed. Amen. Every woman must work if God gives you that opportunity. If you don't go out to work, you age quickly. Let me give you that secret today. If you don't go out to work, if you don't have a place you are going in the morning and you are acting on sit down, wake up, sleep, eat... Not children. Uh, No, 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 no. That's not what you are called for. You are called to work so that you can also have opportunity to share. Amen. So Paul started commending the women here. And he said, I commend to you as sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Centria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help, any help. Amen. She may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me, including me. The area of service of this woman is very distinct. Amen. And when Paul was writing to the church in Sanctuary, he now said that, I commend this woman. Her name was mentioned. Will your name be mentioned in doing good? Amen. He said, in any house, she may need any help. Any help. Any help. Before you will get to that stage, there are some people, women, I'm talking to women today, or men, you can put on there, that if you need any help, people will stand for it. And another person is complaining, how come? How come? They're not doing something about me. Check your lifestyle. Check the way you have served God. Check the way you have done things with God. Then God will compensate you one day. Another woman that was mentioned said, greet Priscilla and Aquila, the husband. My co-worker, we are called to serve. Amen. My co-workers in Christ Jesus. Guess what they do in their service? He said, they risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. They risk their life. They risked their life. Can you risk your life for the work of ministry? Can you risk your life for your fellow brother, your fellow sister, your fellow mothers? Let's have understanding. He said, the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Can people write about, how will people write about your story? As you serve the Lord, they greet also the church that meets in their house. They were not only serviceable in church, but they released themselves and they released their home. Greet my dear friend, Epanetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. What a good memory! First convert. And never departed from the, from the presence of the Lord Greet Mary Who worked very hard for you Who worked Called to serve And you know the reason why you are called Worked very hard Can one describe you as a woman that worked very hard In the household of faith We all get there in Jesus name Greet Andronicus and Junior, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me, they are outstanding, outstanding. I want you to underline that word. Somebody that works so hard and outstanding in the area of their calling. Are you outstanding in the area of your calling? The apostles and they were, I uh, uh, said, among, uh, outstanding among the apostles and they were in Christ before I was. These are great examples, leaders, good examples, leaders that are role models in the area of service in the household of faith. What will be written about you? They were outstanding. Underline that word, outstanding. Greet and my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Ubanus, our co-workers in Christ. And my friend, Sachi. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Can your household be mentioned as a good mother that raised a good household? Greet Herodion, my fellow Jews. Greet those in the household of Nericus, who are in the Lord greet and triphosa, those women who worked hard I want you to underline that working hard I can, you see, I'm greeting women that worked hard worked hard you have been working can I, I'm not trying to be partial, I know every woman in this house worked so hard, but I want to greet my Joanna's and the Tabernacle women Hallelujah. Hallelujah I want to greet you this morning I greet any other woman, but I want to greet these two group, groups, hallelujah, they worked hard. There are times that when we had dinner in this building, they will be here, we are finished eating, they will be here maybe from 7 a.m. in the morning, they will be here to serve as well, lay the tables, and because of time today I would have asked them to just put out some of the table laying here. And the way they will come, dress and serve people. And after seven, now everybody has gone home. They are still here till 5 a.m. in the morning to come to church 10 o'clock. I really want to commend you this morning. I want to greet you this morning for all that you have been doing. And some other women that have joined them to do that. Greet those in the household of faith and they said yes. Those women who worked hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. I want you to look underline the word very hard. So if your working has not been qualified with an adjective very, are you listening to me? So that you know that more grease you you now have to put more grease to your elbow. Very hard. When they say you work very hard. You are those people that are ready to wait with the man of God. Hallelujah. Till you when he's not living, you are not living. Work very hard. Can we put you in this group? Very hard. That is the word you should take home today. Hallelujah. You want to work very hard. Women that worked very hard in their homes. Very hard. You are not doing competition spirit. If you don't watch the plate, I will not hoover. If you don't Hoover, I won't look after the children. If you don't, uh, I won't take the children to school. Very hard. A hard-working woman. I'm not coming to church because I have to tidy up the the, the house. Am I talking to you this morning? Very hard. So work very hard means you have to prepare your homes. Amen? You must be outstanding in preparing your homes. Some this morning, if, if I follow you home, Will I be able to enter your bedroom. That's what I'm asking you. Very hard. Very hard. We I be able to enter. Go into the bedroom. My husband did who So that's the reason why. Are you giving a excuse? Oh, I don't know why these crumbs are here. So people give filthy excuses. Worked very hard. If I come into your home this morning, is it going to be sentient? Hallelujah. It's Mothering Sunday. You are not only thinking of going to other people's home. You are thinking of, should anybody want to come to my home? Will we meet your home as a very hard-working woman? Or will we meet your kitchen, loads with plates? worked very hard. I'm still, I'm, charity begins at? That's why I'm coming from the home, to come to the church. I only come in here to help us to dust everywhere and we see that. Thank God for you, but work very hard. There is no competitive or competition at all. Darling, please help me take the babies. Oh, if you, if you, could you quickly do the nappy, please? Oh, what, you got nappy, right? Yes, could you do the nappy? And then your husband is going to serve. In the morning, you are wasting time at home, so that you will not get here on time. Are you such mothers? The Lord will help us. You must work very hard as a mother. You have to, not people that are getting lazy at all. I've told you, if you stay at home, you will age quickly. You will age quickly. So get out and do something there. Amen. Hard working is demanded for every woman. In Jesus name. He said, greet. Greet Ruth was chosen in the Lord. And his mother. Who has been a mother to me too. Hallelujah. I put myself in this position. To everyone in Christ, I have been a mother. Hallelujah. And I'm proud to say that. I am the lead. I demand commendation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who has been a mother to me too? A mother. I am a mother. Hallelujah. I'm the lizard. You know when a lizard falls from the palm tree or whatever? He goes like this. Thank you. He will, if you refuse to praise that's what I'm doing here he will praise himself I try I try I try so I salute myself If you are not commanding me this morning hallelujah a mother to you all in Christ's Tabernacle, and I'm still proud to be that mother hallelujah older women teaching the younger and my cry is that as I continue to teach everybody will get there in Jesus name you must be outstanding in anything that's why people still come to this church and say yeah I'm going to start a Joanna in my church. I, I didn't get it from nobody. When I read the scripture, the Lord helped me. And all those things that my mother-in-law has taught me, all those things that my mom has taught me, they are not coming to be. Some of us don't have the opportunity. We are just sent and brought into this London, and then nothing is happening. But by the grace of God upon my life, I want to thank God that I've been a mother to everybody. Hallelujah. Even the, the business that doesn't concern me, I'll just call you by the side. We need to shake this dust off. Hallelujah. And today I'm proud to see everybody. You know, the way you look. All, all mothers, you look beautiful this morning. If no one has said to you, you are beautiful. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Who has been a mother to me. I love Paul. He said, Greeks. As the Oh, all these names. Anyway. And the other brothers are with them. Hallelujah. Great fellow, Gus, Julia, oh Lord. And all the Lord's people who are with me, greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greeting. And I want to tell you that all our churches, Christ faith, tabernacle, all over the world, they send their greetings to you, mothers. I'm greeting on their behalf in Jesus' name. Said, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who are causing division. This you must take care of and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. This morning we have told you you have to be hardworking. You must not be busybody. You must be outstanding. You must make sure that in anything that you are doing, you want to be a mother. You must not be a gossiper. You must not be somebody that is full of pride. You must not be somebody that they cannot correct. You must not be somebody that you cannot serve. Jesus, as great as he is, said, wash the feet of his disciples. And with mothers, I want to encourage you, encourage one another in this. Let us not be let us not be mother that we cause division in the household of faith and put obstacles on the ways of people that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, keep away from such people, for such people are not serving our Lord. Hallelujah. They are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. Some people want to get close to you. The reason why they want to get close to you is because they want to come and gossip. Are you such mothers? The reason why you want to get close to people is because you are demanding something from them. Are you such mothers? May that not be us in Jesus' name. You want, are you the mother that deceives with smooth talk, flattery, that deceive the minds of naive people? Are you mothers that causes confusion in the household of faith? Such mothers are not here in the name of Jesus. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. We must be what? Wise. So you abstain from them. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under our faith in Jesus' name. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with us. Timothy, my co-worker, sent his greetings to you, as do Lucius. Jason, oh Lord. And uh, my fellow Jews, you know what I'm talking about. I, Tachios, who wrote down this letter, greets you in the Lord. Hallelujah. And I also greet you in the Lord. Amen. This morning, mothers. Gatios, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy send you his greeting. Erastos, who is a city director of public works, and our brother Katos send you their greetings. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long age past. But now revealed and made known through the prophetic writing by the command of the eternal God. So that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. So the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the saints of God say louder. Amen. Amen. I know great mothers are here. So I end up. Who sat and watched my infant head when sleeping on and tears of joy, affection share? Yeah. Who taught my infant lips to pray and love God's holy book by day and walk in wisdom, pleasant way? When pain and sickness made me cry, who gazed upon my heavy eyes and wept for fear that I should die? Let's put our hands together for Jesus.
0: I didn't know that Reverend Numa can lead choir like this. I think I will add to the book of Romans. (laughs) Greet Reverend Omar. (laughs) Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. You know, there is a lot of information in what um, Mommy read to us. I want to say that uh, she was having difficulty pronouncing Greek names. We are going to Greece on the 17th of June for a pilgrimage to um, island of patmos where john the revelator saw and received the whole book of revelation and then we will go to athens to the road called streets where paul preached we'll go to pastor corinth the first stop of paul when he came into greece and we'll go through a number of um, uh, places we'll go to the temple where Paul saw, you know, um, temples of Zeus and idols, and he saw the temple written to the unknown God. And I'm sure that at the end of that trip, everyone who is able to join us on that trip, when we come back, you will start pronouncing the Greek word. Of course, you would have taken tutorship from Dickness uh, West, you know, who is the Greek woman in the church. Um, But however... We give God praise for today. I want you, among all what you have been taught today, never to forget this verse, 19. Everyone has heard about our obedience, so I am full of joy over you. But I want you to be wise about what? What is good and be innocent about what is evil. That is the fear of the Lord, is the beginning of wisdom, a good understanding, and all who practice it. Turn your eyes away from anything that will contaminate your soul. And you understand that these things are demonic influences that have their roots from the devil. But the tools Satan uses are human beings, like you and I. They may be part of the church, members of the church, they may be not members of the church, they may not be Christians. But in the church, you have all manners of people. There are people who have made up their mind to go to heaven. People like that are very heavenly minded. Romans chapter 8 applies. And there are people who are still on the verge of whether they are going or not. But the church is available to them until they are fully formed. And there are people who just come in, they don't really want to belong to it, but they just pass through. However, how do you know those who are Christians? Jesus says by their fruits. And your fruit comes from your conduct, your behavior, and also from your speech. So guard your heart. It is the wellspring of life. If Satan cannot get you, you to reason with him, he can never have access into you. Always remember that. That is a simple method of the devil from beginning. If the devil cannot get you to agree with him, he can never do anything <clears throat> whatsoever to a believer. Now, my personal with you is just to compliment and complete the message that God has been teaching us, which is a call to serve. And last Sunday, I shared with you briefly on the need for you to have a purpose for living. I said to you last week that, um, you know, there are people who wake up daily into a daily routine and they just grow old one day and find out that they are almost to their grave. And many of them end up in their life in regrets because after many years of their normal routine of life, they will see some of their colleagues who have gone ahead of them financially and they have gone ahead of them in the process of life. The major disparity or difference between the two of them is that there is a one who wake up daily without a purpose in life there is the other one who wake up with purpose in life of course we look at the book of isaiah on friday when we ended it from chapter 14 verse 24 which says the lord almighty has sworn surely as i planned it shall be as i purpose it will stand and i help you understand on the on the overcomer's night which is last friday of every month in this cathedral how God himself did not do anything without a purpose. And God said here, Surely as I plan, it shall be. And as I purpose, <coughs> it will stand. And if you look at that scripture, God said also in chapter 20, in Jeremiah chapter 29, um, uh, verse 11. It says, For I know The plans I have towards you, declares the Lord. So God has plans for every Christian, but He says plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So as far as God is concerned, anyone born again, you have entered into God's divine plan. God has plans for the whole world, but the distinction between you, who is born again, and those who are not born again, and when I say born again, I mean people who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The difference between you and those who have not is this. Romans chapter 8 tells me that you are led by the Spirit and not by the flesh. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 3 tells me, Everyone who are not born again are under the control of Satan. Of course, in chapter 2 verse 6 it says, Those who are born again have been raised up with Christ and been seated with Christ in the heavenly places far above all principalities. If you put the evidences of these scriptures together, then you will discover that the destiny of a Christian can never be hindered by demons or by devil or by man. The destiny of a Christian can only be hindered by that Christian himself. We understand, of course, that there is the role of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will never force himself over a man. Okay? So, in this situation, destiny is a promise from God. But fulfillment of destiny is a collaboration between God and the man. Now, in the church of God, you have a lot of nonsensical prayers because you have many people who are frustrated. When they feel, they blame the devil. When they don't have a job, they blame the devil. Though The fact is that they've forgotten that the Bible says that you need to have a skill to get a job. And when they, they are sick, they blame the devil. When someone dies, they say it's the arrow of the devil and all stuff nonsense like that. The reason is because a good number of people who claim to come to church never follow Christ at all. They never follow Christ. And in this section, my intention is to help you understand that we who are born again have to simulate God. And we discover that the fundamental of God at the beginning, look at the book of Genesis chapter 1, the beginning of God's creation, God said in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the, the, the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, look at God's in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, which means it was a beautiful place. But, verse 2 says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Okay, now, in verse 3, something was introduced to man, which is a result of vision. God said, let there be light. And if you look at from verse 3, God began to create, recreate the world from light. And everything that God created were they were interconnected. <clears throat> the Paul says, let there be light that there, and there was light. And if you look at verse 6. It says, and God said, let there be expanse between the waters to separate water from, from water. That is order. Which is connected to the light. Everything God created, we need the light. So God had to create the light first. Priorities. And then he created the expanse and separated the expanse. If you look at God's order, I will teach you more about that next week, because I want to take you into... I want you this morning just to see your life in the light of God. Why was God not stopped by Satan? Why was it that though the Bible says in verse 2 that the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep. Now... But the Spirit of God was moving in the midst of darkness and not panicking. Why did God understand the solution to the chaos that was on the face of the earth? I want to say that it's because God had an intention for the earth. God had an intention for the earth. It is because in God's original plan for the earth, God has a purpose for Him to create the earth. And if you look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, in verse 18, it says, For this is what the Lord says, He who created the heavens, He is God. He who fashioned and made the earth, He founded it. He did not create it to be empty. That is the purpose. He created it to be inhabited. He did not create it to be empty. He did not create it to, uh, to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited, says the Lord. Now, the purpose of God for creating the earth was that the earth would be inhabited. So when chaos came, or complex situation, or what we may call, a, 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 you know, the, the, in the world they call it vuka Vulnerable, uncertain situation, complex situation, and also... Um, um, uh, the last one uh, A eh, eh, ambiguous. Now, when you meet situations in life that challenges your faith, that challenges your hope, situations in life that everything that you are planning for looks like you have got to the dead end and they are destroyed. destroyed. The only thing you need to navigate, what will give you the impetus to be able to navigate and still achieve purpose is your purpose. It is your purpose. If you went into anything without a purpose, what happened is that when you come into this complex situation, you give up. Every Christian needs a purpose in life. And I told you last week that you must ask yourself four questions every day. Why am I alive today? Number one. Number two, what is my purpose for living? Number three, what are the tasks before me today? And number four. Uh, Does my task today align with God's purpose for my life? You must self-examine yourself. That's what they call it. Self-examination. On a daily basis. Today, mommy is talking about uh, um, uh, to the the women in the church and mothers. You cannot talk about them without talking about marriage. And many things that she has said are so practical lives of women... Which, is, which are the things that some women ignore and they have complications in marriage and they suffer, it. they suffer for it. It is because <clears throat> if you go into a marriage without a purpose or with a wrong purpose, you will not succeed. If you go into a career with a, with a wrong purpose, you will not succeed. If you are a Christian, you must have a sense of purpose for living. Why did God bring you into a church? If you don't know the reason why God brought you into a church When the wind will blow You will leave that place And leave the place of your destiny It's similar to marriages It's similar to office as well There are people who resign from office and only for them to recognize that the following month the office was being promotion and they would have been promoted if they did not leave. You must not do anything in your life without a purpose. If you enter into anything without a purpose, you will be easily convinced by those who have no purpose. They are wasters of lives. They will suggest change to you which is useless to your life. They will suggest things to you that will make you, make you, turn you into, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, a, a, Uh, (laughs) i I, I will use the word because it's a a little bit complex in in intellectual but they will they will introduce you to things that will just frustrate your life those things will look like promising at the beginning come on let's go come on let's do this come on let's do that but in a short time you will discover that i have wasted my life i have been misled in life A man with a purpose can never be shaken by complexity. A man with a purpose can never be shaken by frustration. A man with a purpose can never be hindered by Satan. A man with a purpose cannot be confused by men. And a man with a purpose can never be frustrated by any authority. Therefore, you will agree with me that if I say, purpose gives confidence... And resilience. Purpose will yield confidence and resilience. When God created heavens and earth, and now the earth was void and chaos all over the whole place, what kept God going is His purpose. And the purpose for which God has created the earth is, in, is before God. God knows that this is why I created the earth. It should be inhabited and it will be inhabited. And that is what brought confidence, is the driver of confidence of God and is the driver of the resilience of God. So that in the midst of darkness, the spirit of God was still gallivanting. Hallelujah, somebody. A life without a purpose is a frustrated life. You will look like a, a shark blown by any type of wind. And you see many Christians who burn the devil, when they themselves have not fulfilled the scriptures. We are supposed to be like God. Galatians five one, be imitators of God. Now listen to me, therefore. Remember this. A life without a purpose, without a goal, is endless life. You don't do things abruptly as Christians. Because if you do it, you will fall a victim of peril. And many believers do that and they start binding Satan that has no business with them. You are supposed to live above the powers of Satan. Hallelujah, somebody. The Bible tells me in the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 18, Jesus says, I see Satan fall like lightning. I have given you authority over all the powers of the enemy. And he says in King James version, Nothing by any means will hurt you. So where do all these churches who talk devil, 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 where do they get their devil from? It's either like that they are born again or they are not. And if they are claiming to be born again, they are not following Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall, and he says, I've given you who believe in me authority over all powers of Satan. And he says, I tell you something, nothing by any means from the devil can hurt you. Which means that if a believer is hurt, check yourself, not the devil. The same scripture to help you and I to understand better, that says the devil fall, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6, it says, you have been raised with Christ now, if you have been raised with Christ, and seated with Christ in the heavenly places, and the person that is challenging you, the devil or demons, is a falling spirit. Tell me, if there is a battle between a man that is standing and a man that is falling, who wins? The, 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 the end of the battle has been determined before the beginning. Come on, let me say this to you. That is the reason why one of the things that Satan attacks in a believer is your mind. To make sure that you rush into things without a purpose. You rush into a decision without a purpose. Having said that, therefore, remember, a life without a goal is an aimless life. A life without a purpose is an unfulfilled life. And a life without daily self-examination is a frustrated life. Because if you go away from your plans and you do not examine yourself daily, you'll be frustrated. Let me help you understand. To better your today, because of your tomorrow, it comes through purpose. You know, we are having storms in England now. There are many people in England who just keep on waking up every day. Not recognizing that the storms we are having in England gives an opportunity for some other people to rise up to the top it is a matter of looking at the situation and critically examining how will that situation affect me as a christian or me as a business person me or as an employee if you know that therefore you can begin to look at what future lies for britain if we brexit of course many countries are saying they will do business with us america is saying we will do business with us canada is ready for us you know china is ready Other of the countries are ready now How will you turn that situation to advantage? It is purpose that drives that. I told mommy something when we were coming today, you know, in the car. In the midst of this storm, I recognized an advantage in one of the countries. And I told her what I'm going to do with that that advantage. Because purpose drives innovation. Purpose gives you confidence in life. Because you know why you are doing what you are doing. And you know where you are going. And when you set out a plan out of purpose, nothing can change it. These are attributes of the scriptures, but now available in intellectual records. Therefore, I ended up last Sunday by telling you, you must investigate what is your purpose for life. I'm sure you have done that. Come on, church, now answer me. I'm sure you have done that. Amen. I have just about, I think, 10 minutes to finish with you. But listen attentively. There will be no among the members of CFT that will suffer in the disruption that is happening in England or coming into England. Impossible. If you listen to me, you cannot. You cannot. I have prepared you for this for two years. You remember January 1st last year when we entered the new year and God was speaking to me. The Holy Spirit said to me and I said it before you. I saw Britain... On a date, but I don't know the month. I can see the day 22nd, but I don't know which month. And this country was like a sheep without a shepherd. I saw a division in the coalition that was. And I saw that division came together to form a unit. And a new movement began in United Kingdom. I saw the old order of things passed away. And the new order of things overthrew the old order of things. Come on now. If you are watching the television, over the past two weeks, you will recognize that this is being fulfilled in this nation. That this nation have come to a place, who is our leader now, by the way. They have taken over the parliament from the prime minister. The prime minister is just a figurehead now. And she has to be battling to struggle to make herself to rule. Oh, she is to rule. But now, the parliament has taken over. Just as God said. There have been division in the two parties. And they are forming another union. There have been coalitions about and challenges about democracy. Democracy is now being redefined. Are we together now? But God promised you in Christ with Tabernacle. These things are happening. They have decided that on the 22nd of May, we will know where we are going in this country. Alright? Next week, of course, they will say true, which is the limit of the 12th of April. But they decided 22nd of May. And if God told us that I saw 22nd of a month, and this nation was a sheep without a shepherd. Come on, now it's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. Look, if anybody says that God is not, tell him he's right in Christ's tabernacle. The God we serve is the same God of the Bible. The Bible says, if there is a prophet among you, it shall be that what he says thus hear the Lord. When he says thus hear the Lord, it shall come to pass. And if God in this church is revealing to us things before, they happen not only about our country, United Kingdom, about other countries. God spoke to you about who will rule in Nigeria before it came to pass. Told you about America before it came to pass. Then let me say something to you. You cannot be a member of this church and live a life without a purpose. You cannot. You cannot cannot afford to be here and then be a failure. It's not possible. none of you can blame any demon demon have no business with CFT church he has business with ignorance those who claim to follow the Lord but they do not simulate the mind of Christ Satan is is, you know Satan exploits advantages an advantage that you give to him if you are in this house myself and my leaders will teach you the word but we leave it I am not telling you what I have not done that you should go and do it. No, I'm taking the lead in what I'm teaching you to do, which is to help you understand. It is easy to do so, it is easy to achieve in God, it is easy to achieve in this world. Success is very easy for anyone who is in Christ Jesus. The whole promises of God is to raise you high. Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. Look at what it says very, very quickly. Deuteronomy 8:13. 13, 28, 13. Yes, 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 yes. Do we have it coming up? The Lord, shall we read it together? The Lord Say it again. The Lord Say it again. Say it again. Read it again, read it again. The Lord will make me. No, 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 I don't like that. Read it as if you know it, shall we? The Lord will make me head, not the tail. will say there are some, three things there that is so fundamental to me. The first thing is my destination. It says your destination in anything you do is to get to the top of it. And be the head in charge. Come on now. Are we together? In anything you are doing. Whether it is your calling ministry, whether it is business, whether it is his career. God says his own plan for you is to be the head. But not the tail. But you see the third one that says You will always be at the top and never at the bottom is the third thing. That one means you will start from somewhere along the ladder. Yes? But when you are promoted by God to the higher level, you can never go back. You will not tell stories when I used to be rich. You will not tell stories when I used to cast out devils. You will not tell stories when I used to walk in miracles. You will not tell stories when God when God used to speak to me. There are some who have sought testimony. They used to hear God. They, they don't hear him anymore. Come on now. And I will give you to end this meeting. Five things you should do. And next Sunday I will continue. Delcita says, The Lord will make you the head in anything you do not the tail you start from somewhere but the head is your aim either in calling a ministry or in your work or business then god says you will always be once you reach a height you can never fall from that height you will never tell stories when i used to be intelligent what's happened now you never tell story when I used to be very very rich. What's happened now? Oh, when I used to be good. No, when I used to pray, I used to pray before. What happened now? Oh, you know when I when I used to serve God. You cannot tell that story, my friend, because God has promised you. You will always be, always be, always, always be. So we are in the place for Satan. When you cross from the, from the from the boundary of this world into salvation, you have left everything of the devil behind you. The Bible says to so you now, no weapon forged against you in the kingdom will prosper. Every tongue that rises against you and accuses you falsely, God will condemn them. Then what's your problem? What's your problem? Why should you not arise and get to what God is saying? I will give you five principles. And then we'll talk about that. Explain that deeper. Next, next, next Sunday. Come on. You know something? The word of God never, is never confused. If you can read it. He gives solutions to everything. Based on this. Now I talk about how can a person begin from somewhere and get to the head. Here. God wants to make you head. In that Jeremiah I said my plan is to give you a future. Good future, good future good future. What can you do that will bring you to that place? There are five things that I have here that are key. The first one is dedication. Write it down. Dedication. The second one is motivation. The the five things you need. Dedication, motivation. The third one is inspiration. The fourth one is innovation. And the fifth one is continuity. Dedication, motivation, inspiration, innovation, continuity. I find all these things in God. Look at Genesis chapter 1 from creation. When God created, the, the commanded the light to be... The Bible says, and God saw the light was good. But he did not stop there. He went further and divided the expanse. He did not stop there. He, God did all this creation interconnectively. And then created everything that human beings will need ever. And then he says, now let us make man in our own image. God achieved his purpose. Because his purpose is to create a world that will be inhabited by man let me help you know this even when satan came in chapter 3 of genesis and the real man god also made a plan of redemption so that the purposes of god for this world shall be do you know something too after rapture and the, this world is taken away blown out by fire everything will consume an element the bible tells us in revelation god will create a new earth and a new heaven because as god had planned it shall be as he has he will stand you can see God in his attitude dedicated to his vision motivated by his inspiration uh, by by his uh, purpose and inspired every day he does not allow any negativity to hinder his inspiration and because of that he was able to innovate and God is continuous still today same Christ yesterday today and forever Therefore, in conclusion, you must be dedicated to what you do. Write it down. Next week, we will look deeper into these principles. You must be dedicated to what you do. Number two, you must have motivation for doing what you are doing. You can't just do something that you are not motivated to do. Alright? Number three. Inspiration will come to a dedicated and motivated heart. If you're not dedicated to what you're doing, and you're not motivated, you don't, have, you don't have a motive towards it, you can never be inspired. Inspiration will come to anyone dedicated. And you know, it takes... It takes innovation to navigate through complexities of this world. When the, the road is blocked and nobody can find a way out, a man who has innovation will find a solution. They are the ones who become the champion of the world. But this has to do not only with financial or with life but also with spirit. A person will go to a barren land and start preaching the gospel there. And in that barren land that people have have failed, they have not been successful, he will bring souls out of nothing. Innovation is what you need to navigate through complexities. And of course, continuity ensures that you will achieve your ultimate goal. If you can be steadfast, that is continuity you are you are sure if nobody believes in you you don't have to worry i've told you in this church somebody says that you're a madman don't answer him you know some people will say that over me over me is because you believe that the what he said is sensible that's why you are saying over me how the bible says do not do not reply a fool when he speaks why should you someone says that this marriage you are going into i know it's not going to work that is for him. It is his own marriage. That know. what's your own business. Oh no 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 no! I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You don't have to rebuke it because the word of a man has no credence over you, except it is the word you believe. Are we together now? Oh, someone said that you know you will fail in this exam you are going to do. Or you say that I want to do this this year, I want to do that next year, I want to do this and this. And they say, what do you think you are? Only you will do everything. Come on, now that's a mediocre. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Continuity will give back to fulfillment of your vision. Continuity will make you realize. You have been praying, continue to pray. Continue to pray. You have been seeking God, continue. Don't don't worry, just be systematic. Read daily, read daily. Read the Bible every day. Study your career every day. Don't Don't be left behind in your career. Success is cheap for those who are in Christ Jesus. All these attributes I saw in Christ. But don't forget, I've told you this. Innovation is brought about by confidence and resilience. And we're going to talk about the interconnectivity of all these things. You will see that all these things are interconnected. And they are attributes of God that bring, make God successful. When well, look at Jesus also born in the manger, how did he get to the cross and win the whole world? You will discover that he was a dedicated person. He was always motivated to the work of the Lord. He was inspired all the time when he sees the people. He has innovations in his, throughout all his life. When when there was no food, he brought forth. Innovation gives back to creativity. Do you understand? And Jesus was constant like the northern star. Continue to seek the face of the Father. Continue to walk in the will of the Father. The book of John, chapter 5, verse 19, tells you that. He continued to obey the Father. He believes only in the Father. And Jesus said to you and I, Do not fear those who can kill your flesh, but fear those, the one who can kill your flesh and throw your soul into hell of fire. So, why should a Christian fear anything? You should fear nothing. Because there is no weapon forged against a Christian, either by man, by people, by demon, or by hell. Whether hell connite together and they plan against you. Come on now. The Bible says, Gather ye distance land and be scattered, gather and be shattered. It said, Prepare for battle and it will come to naught. Let me help you understand this. As many of you who have made Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the race to the top has just begun. Somebody say, Amen. amen. I say, so, the race to the top has just begun. Someone says amen. amen. Everything that the enemy has is to work in your thoughts so that he can hold you bound. Whenever you have a good thing to do in your heart, it's from God. But the devil will try to stop you. Remember last, last Sunday we looked at the book of Genesis chapter 11. The people wanted to build a city from verse 1. And God allowed them. But then, however, God found out that their intention, or, you know, was self centered. And so God went and destroyed the language. Listen to me, therefore. A life of purpose, a Christian life with a purpose, and such purpose aligning with God is a successful life without any hindrance. Shall we stand up together, please? I want us to lift up our voices and pray. What we are going to pray today is very, very simple. Lord, enable me by your Holy Spirit that I will fulfill your purpose for me in this world. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Ask God for enablement to fulfill purpose. Ask God for enablement to fulfill purpose. Enable me, Father. Father. Tell the Lord to enable you with wisdom. What you have today will work for you. What you have today will change your life. Begin to pray and tell God, the things I have today, let it change my life. <coughs> the word I have today, let it transform my family. The word that I have today, let it change the whole of my being. Oh, sovereign Lord, I pray thee. Let your word, oh God, inspire faith and confidence in me. Pray and tell God, help me achieve the purposes for which you have created me. The Bible says you are wonderfully and beautifully made. God says, I know the plans I have towards you. They plan not to harm you, but to give you a future. Tell God, drive me by your Holy Spirit into my future. God says, you will not be tailed, you will be head. Tell the Lord, take me to the head in everything that I do. Take me to the head in everything that I do. Father, I say when you pray, pray from your heart. Don't let Satan pour cold water on you, let your heart speak to God. Let your heart make contact with heaven. Because you are praying a prayer of faith, begin to declare to yourself I will fulfill my destiny. I will fulfill the purpose that heaven has ordained for me. In the name of Jesus, you come against everything that hinder you, every way be cut off. Pray that God should give you sights to see, knowledge to understand. Don't worry about the problems around you. You can navigate through your problem and leave your problem and sorrow behind you. By the power of the High. that is the spirit that lives inside you. You are not born to be a miserable person. You are not born again to be a failure. You are born again to fulfill the mandate of God. Begin to declare doors to open for you. Because you are a child of God and a man of purpose. As you go into the new week, will open for me. Begin to make declaration from your spirit. Heights will open unto me. I shall not be tailed, I will be head. I cannot be frustrated, I will be innovating. Begin to declare to your mind to rise up within you. Talk to your spirit to yield to God and invent things that will drive you forward in life. Never again shall you be hindered. Never again shall you be defeated. It is the promise of the Lord. Speak it in the name of Jesus. Whatever you are expecting in this week, begin to make declaration into them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, what you say will come to pass. Anything you lack, if you lack dedication, command your spirit to be dedicated. If you lack innovation, tell your spirit to be If you like motivation, tell your spirit to be motivated by the word of God, the word of faith that can never be overcome. If you have fear, command confidence and resilience to come. Let me say something to you. In the book of Peter, the Bible says, you should know that the rest of your brothers are going through the same persecution. Persecution should not end a believer. It should bring forth creativity and innovation into the life of a child of God. Make declaration in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Your time has come as a church. Your time has come. All of you watching me in the television, all over the world, I want you to get out of your shell and begin to make declaration. Satan has no priority or power over you. You have been set free by the Word of God. The Bible says, if the Son therefore set you free, you are free in thee. John chapter 8, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to the yoke of slavery. Lift up your voice and break out of the chair. Command your tomorrow. Command your tomorrow in the name of Jesus. Command your tomorrow to be successful. Command yourself to go to the head, to the top of your ladder. In whatever you are doing. Knowledge will rest upon you. The spirit of wisdom rests upon you. The spirit of revelation. Boldness come upon you. Confidence rise within you by the spoken word of God. Begin to speak that every day, whatever you do every day, Holy Ghost should direct your path. It must be in line with God's purpose for your life. You don't want to drop dead without fulfilling purpose. You don't want to hinder by men. If people don't agree with you, if God is saying to you, and that is what God is leading you, move in the name of the Lord and fulfill destiny. Tell the Lord that you will not depart from your destiny. If somebody is deceiving you, get out of the church, get out of their midst, begin to decree against it. If your destiny is in a place, you cannot leave that place. It is lack of purpose that make people move about all the whole place and leave destiny. Decree that it shall not happen to you. That the spirit of discernment will come upon you. The spirit of wisdom will decorate you. You will not leave the city of your destiny. You will not leave the nation of your destiny. You will not leave the church of your destiny. Now everyone listening to me, begin to pray, Lord let me fulfill your purpose in the church you have sent me. Let me fulfill your purpose in the church. You will never tell stories when the church is great. You must be among the builders and where you build you must enjoy the fruits. You must not work in one company and then resign, another company resign. And your company you have left now grow and become big and you are regretting. Never again will that happen to you. Ask God for wisdom, ask God for direction, ask God for insight. You will eat the fruit of your labor, says the Lord. Where you labor, that is where you will eat the fruit. Where you have labored, that is where you will eat the fruit. Tell the Lord, engraft me in your word. Every form of confusion, let them depart from me. Father, we bless you. We glorify thee, O God in jesus anointed name we are praying with hands given amen. somebody say amen, amen. somebody say amen. amen let me look at your faces, and you say amen with a smile amen. put your hands together for the king of heaven amen. hallelujah somebody let me say this to you before you sit down. for those who are watching us on the television i want to say to you this is christ with tabernacle cathedral but I want to help you understand this. The word you are hearing came by the very revelation of the Holy Spirit. The church of God had been ruled by mediocres for a long time. In these days, God is raising men and women who have spiritual contact with heaven directly, who hear directly from the Holy Spirit, and whose lives are what they hear. Because Jesus said, follow me as I follow uh, he says, uh, follow, uh, uh, Paul said follow me as I follow Christ And Jesus said to us in the book of Matthew 28 That we should be his followers And I want to say this to you All those teachings that make you fear Come from the devil and not God Any teaching that subject a man to fear Is a bondage according to the word of God But teaching that Reflect your mind to the covenant of God And show you how to operate it that is of God And so I believe that what your heart today Has got effects in your life Why don't you call some of your friends This same next time next week The same time next week When we come on air And I'm sure your life Your family life Your friend life Will never be the same if you have lived a defeated life for a, a long time, the time has come for you to live a victorious life. I will be talking much about my own personal life because a good number of things that people have been teaching, which is wrong, and I stand against it because the Bible does so. Things like generational curses, I was born by a wizard who was a priest of Lucifer, my mother was a Baal prophetess, and yet I'm free. If what your parents did have effect over you, then God would never have spoken in the book of Ezekiel chapter 18 that it is not so. Jesus came that you will be free, and anyone who believes in him shall be free indeed. May the Lord continue to strengthen and bless you until next time I come across your path. Remain blessed. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus. Can I say something to you? I want you all to listen to me with your heart. The storm that is blowing in UK is to elevate you. Amen. I have warned you over three years, again and again, that the storm is coming, the storm is coming, and not only that, I told you specific things that will happen, which is happening right now, and I've told you also during the period by the Holy Spirit, that it is a time for Christ to tabernacle, when you see that storm, that is the marking of your time. And this is the time that we need to take the gospel to the ends of the cities and also to the ends of the earth. It is a season that will elevate you if you are a member of this house. And I'm not talking about people here alone. I'm talking about people who are watching me all over the world. Or anybody who is a child of God who has faith in the word of the living God. Now last Sunday I told you that um, I gave you the report of my performance in my, in my Cambridge studies on leadership. Where you agreed together that God would give me 90%. I'm saying it again because some people told me last week that you switch off. So let them hear what I'm saying. Stream me in live now. Good. So they said, what is the good thing I announced? The good thing was that two Sundays ago, I had an issue. I asked the church to pray that I I was called 90% in the course on leadership, post-course on leadership in Cambridge University. And I did. But last week, a tragedy struck. And because of that tragedy, for three days I could not read. I was asking God all manners of questions until the Lord revealed to me concerning it. that It is not tragedy, it is triumph. But because of that, I was not able to submit on time. But I want to tell you, my result came out and I got 80%. And that is good. That is good. That is good. I must tell you what God is doing with me. For you to know that if you can do it with me at this old age, He will do better for you. God will do better for you. Those of you who are younger than me a lot, your brain is more agile, more active. I'm in my 60s now. It's an old age. If you think it's not an old age, you'll be very sorry for you. Yes, because you can see that my, the color of my hair is no more like many of you. The, if, I, if, I, if I deny that I'm old... Then, every day I wake up one day, leg here, hand there, pain and stuff, and I have to be looking for a compliment to grip myself up. But what I'm saying to you is that I went to school because I wanted to prove a point in this church that the Word of God is correct, that you can do all things. Now, and God had broken it for me, and education had been made so simple for me Because when I was in Liverpool University doing my master's in law, my record was read to you every day. If someone thought that, oh, maybe that is a mistake, tell me what is happening in Cambridge University right now. I'm still doing a post in leadership, and I'm still scoring 18, 19, and stuff like that. And so, nobody among you should believe anyone who tells you that some demons are the ones that are disturbing you. Demons don't disturb those who are born again, period. You have angels by God allocated to you. But your mindset must change. You must not live a selfish life. Your life every day, you must make sure you live to benefit somebody somewhere. You must live for the purpose of mankind. Because God lived for the purpose of mankind. If you do that, nothing shall be impossible for you. Someone says to me that it's not possible. I say it is possible. I made up my mind now that now that I've, I've finished my LLM, I want to go into all the troubled universities. You understand? Cambridge, Oxford, and Harvard. To bring to you results that those things are names. The name of Jesus is above Harvard or Cambridge or Qatar Bridge or any bridge they call it. You cannot fear success. Success must fear you. But you know, we have to follow Christ intimately. You are not a reject if you think that you are hopeless. How old are you? I'm in my 60s now and I'm reading. And it's not too late to achieve anything. Because the little I have read had opened doors for me in high places in the UK and across the globe. Right now as I'm talking to you. So don't let Satan discourage you at all. Every day make every effort to add to what you have. If you do... Heaven is standing by to ensure that you are successful. Because he said in the book of Genesis 11, 6, If as one people they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do would be impossible. If you follow me, you are not a failure. If you fail that examination, it doesn't make you a failure. Try again. Try again. I have failed the examination before, but I will never quit until I trust that exam. That should be your motivation. Greater things are ahead of us as a people. May the Lord continue to strengthen and bless you. And bless all the works of your hand. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Let's be seated in the heavenly places. I want to ask that Pastor uh, Sidney should come and take our offering. Today is a beautiful day, isn't it? Wonderful day it is. Look at all the women around you. They look glorious. Some of them have painted their faces twice before they got it correctly. Can you see the one sitting in the front of me with umbrella-like headgear? Hallelujah, somebody. That headgear looked like a cap. Amen. Wow. Today, Pastor Tayo and Pastor Deolabiliu Is their twenty-fifth year wedding anniversary. (laughs) Amen. Forevermore. I remember the anniversary at the wedding. It looked like yesterday when we conducted it. Hallelujah. Oh my. And God has been faithful to them over these years in this house. They have given birth to children in this house. They have been successful in their careers in this house. And their children are mounting wax and uh, wax, waxing stronger. And one of them is Professor. Amen. Put your hands together for Professor, man. <laughs> I have been told that you are going to talk about your dad. And I have told your dad to tell you that. I want to listen to the exegesis and the exposier of Professor. When we get to that time. Alright. So you make sure you write well. Well, we are so thankful to God, and we have Mama, there here too, Mama Biliwu, and the rest of the aunties from Nigeria. I don't know whether I've told you that Mama um, um, Titilawo has come back from her... Winter holiday. <laughs> we welcome you, Mama Desilahu. when it's winter? They go to Nigeria. In a short time, I'll be following her to Nigeria because the crusade of Ibadan will happen sometime around September and the whole of Ibadan are ready for us. Even the new, the newly elected governor is waiting for us for the crusade of Ibadan. So, Mama, we will talk about that. You are the anchor of the work in Ibadan. Shall we welcome Pastor Sydney for our offering, please?